When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Bunny Michael. When you approach your life from the consciousness of your higher self, the knowing how worthy you are, every aspect of your life begins to change. Your relationships, your career, your self-care, your body image, everything. Because this is the process of unlearning the conditioning of our culture that raised us to believe we have to prove ourselves to belong. True success starts with knowing how much you deserve. Following your higher self is an awakening process and it's no easy feat. But as you will hear from the callers on this podcast, our paths might look different, but our journey is the same. Welcome to EXO Higher Self. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 73. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you had an awesome week. It's still freezing up here in upstate New York. I know I talk about the weather a lot on this podcast, but I don't know, maybe it's because I'm from Texas, like the cold here still shocks me. Yesterday, the windshield was negative 12, which is just, I don't know, bizarre. And I was reading online, they were like, don't go outside and be exposed for more than 30 minutes or else you can get frostbite. And I was like, oh my gosh. This is just too much, but I am really, really lucky that I'm here in my cozy office and they got the heat on blast, so everything's fine. This weekend was really cute. We had our live EXO Hire Self episode on Zoom, how to hire self your manifestations and intentions for 2022. And I gave a talk about, you know, being conscious of what's motivating you. Is it your learned hierarchical beliefs that are motivating your goals, or is it your higher self? And it's really funny because we can have the same goal, but have a completely different purpose behind it. And it completely alters how we experience the process of attaining that goal, what it does for us in our life. It completely changes our experience. It completely changes our reality, depending on the consciousness with which we do things. A lot of times, you know, people will separate, oh, here's my, the goals about my career and relationships. And then over here is like my spiritual stuff, you know, like wanting to be more compassionate, wanting to be more kind. And they have this like separation between it. And from the higher self perspective, there is no separation because all that's really going on here is the process of your own awakening. And everything else in your life is an extension of that inner journey. Your job isn't separate from your spirituality. Your relationships aren't separate from your higher self. 
There really is only one true goal, and that goal is to awaken to the love that you deserve and let that love shine out into all of your relationships, all of the things that you choose to do with your time and your energy. And you bringing that love out into the world is contributing to the awakening of love on this planet. Because when you shift your consciousness, you help shift the consciousness of the planet because we are actually one consciousness. We are all parts of a whole. And it is through our higher selves that we are all connected. So whatever your goals look like, whatever your intentions look like, It is so important to focus on, okay, why do I want this stuff? What's driving me? Do I want money because the more money I have, the more worthy I will feel? Or do I want money so I can keep the joy and love and higher purpose I have on this planet sustainable? And there's a big difference in that. We all have a higher purpose and we all play a unique role based on our gifts, our experience, and our perspective. We all have so much to give. So I have posted a video recording of that talk on our Patreon. And if you are an Angels or Miracles tier on our Patreon, you can always watch the video recording of the live episode if you weren't able to attend. All right, everyone, let's get started on the questions. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. Your podcast has really resonated with me, and I just wanted to thank you for that. I'm wondering if you had any thoughts on how I can bring my higher self to the table in this situation. How do you work on forgiving yourself when you've been the person to hurt someone else? How do you forgive yourself for the mistakes you've made and not let them define you? I'm having a hard time because I want to grow. I want to be kinder, sweeter, more intuitive, more authentic, all of that. I just keep telling myself that because I haven't always been the best person or maybe I've made some mistakes in my life that I don't deserve to grow. I know that's silly because everyone is allowed to grow and you aren't defined by your past, but I'm not sure how to really get the ball rolling on this. It just seems, I just seem to be stuck between I think and I know. Your podcast has helped me see more of who I am and who I'm capable of being. I'm just trying to take it to the next step now. Thank you in advance. I truly appreciate it. All of us have made mistakes. All of us have done things that hurt another person, whether we meant to or not. It's part of being human. We all need healing. We all have wounds. And we all live in a world that doesn't put love first. So a lot of the behavior patterns we learned came out of unhealthy, toxic cycles of misguided thinking. And sometimes we hurt other people, not because of our own wounds, but because we don't understand the other person's wounds and how to meet their needs. As we grow and awaken to our higher selves, the more accountable we are to our own contributions to conflict, and the more compassionate we are for other people. When you shame and guilt yourself for making mistakes or hurting another person, it keeps you in the same low self-worth that unconsciously led you to make that mistake in the first place. The reason why you should forgive yourself is not only because nobody is perfect and everyone makes mistakes, it's also because putting yourself down is still hurting someone, only the hurt is now directed at yourself. No matter where that punishment is directed, it's the belief that anyone deserves 
to be in pain that keeps it alive. Self-harm is just as destructive as harming other people. The belief that anyone deserves to be in pain is what needs to be let go of. Forgiving yourself is really just another way of saying that you know who you really are, that your behavior wasn't your true self. It was your misguided wounds. Forgiveness is affirming your own truth. You are your higher self, not the fear or insecurity or guilt or shame that needs to be let go of. Close your eyes and imagine that self from the past, the one that made the mistake, who you can't seem to forgive. Picture that old you standing in front of you. Picture your face, your eyes, your mouth, your whole body, and say, I love you. I appreciate you. I have compassion for what you're going through. I'm not ashamed of you. I know that you did the best that you could. It's time for you to give your past self the love that was missing back then, the awareness of what you actually deserve. It's not too late. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. I want to start off by saying how grateful I am for you. I recently started listening to Exo Higher Self and has quickly become my main podcast. It is exactly what so many of us need to navigate this crazy life. I'm reaching out because I struggle more than I have been able to admit. I don't often really ask for help, so here goes. For a little background, I've moved back in with my parents and a couple siblings about a year after living in another state for a few years. While living in the other state, I experienced a traumatic breakup with my partner of five years, a few months before the COVID-19 lockdown. A few months into COVID, I was let go from my job and eventually decided to move back to my hometown to regroup and recuperate. In the last couple years of my healing journey, I picked up daily journaling, started reading tarot, I meditate more and practice energy work, among other practices among other practices that have really helped me with anxiety and depression. However, living at my parents has increased my intake of sweets and junk food, and I shame myself for continuing to smoke weed even though I try to take breaks. I've been a habitual smoker for almost 10 years. I find myself clinging to those old coping mechanisms and then shaming myself more for it. I often think about what no longer is and the people no longer in my life or with us at all. The things I used to enjoy no longer feel the same and it feels like I've been in a transitional period of my life for years. I don't feel like I fit in anywhere, which is a feeling I have struggled with forever. Though I have a lot to look forward to, including plans to attend grad school to study creative writing, what's hard is not really knowing what's next. I also really miss physical touch and being close to someone I feel comfortable with. I have a hard time connecting with new people, and I'm more on the introverted side. Since moving back in with my parents, I have less of a social life than when I lived across the country. Though I enjoy time alone, I'm still finding myself lonely or like I don't belong anywhere. Additionally, since my traumatic breakup, it's taken a long time to feel ready to date again, but I've started to like someone new who lives in another state, but it happens to be one of the places I applied to for grad school. I want my next relationship to go slow and build from friendship, but I find myself constantly checking to see if they message me back. We've only been talking for about a month, but the conversation continues and feels natural. 
I started to feel a connection to him when we shared with each other our past relationship trauma. We are both passionate people with big ideas and he has a goofy side. I can't help but admire him and the tarot readings I've done recently point out the potential of us creating things together. But I've noticed old relationship wounds coming up. It's not even anything he's doing, but it makes me feel even less ready to fall in love again. I don't know, I'm just struggling to cope with loss while trying to move forward. Despite how much I try to accept where I am, I feel so out of control. I hope this makes sense and I'm not too much. Any tips or guidance you have is greatly appreciated. Hi, hun. You know, I have a meme that says, me. How come I never feel like I fit in? Higher self, you never conformed and there's a difference. You are a very authentic person. I can tell that from the way in which you describe yourself. And I really, really just want you to realize that all of the parts of you are okay. Exactly where you're at in the process of your life is okay. There is nothing wrong with you. You're a very special person who is doing what you need to do to heal, to take care of yourself, and you really got to give yourself a break. There is no right or wrong way to be. There is no standard that you need to fit into. All you have to be is you. And in a very real way, we are all out of control. We can't control what happens in the world. We can't control the weather. We can't control other people's choices or behaviors. We can't even always control our mood or our thoughts. That's why it is so important to know that you are so much more than what happens. That's why it's so important to stay grounded in your higher self, who you are inside, the consciousness of love that witnesses your thoughts, your emotions, behaviors, your experiences, the love that is always there. The only thing we can control is the lens in which we experience what happens, how we react to it, and what we identify as. Even on the darkest days, your higher self is speaking to you saying, this too shall pass. Your higher self knows that everything is transient in this world except for love. Love is formless and it never dies. It just is. It's inside you. It's all around you. It's where you came from and where you will go when you leave here. It's your spirit. It's the part of you that is connected to the whole. From this dimension, you are never alone because you are one with all things. The past couple of years have been difficult on so many levels, and there has been so much change. Change in how we work, change in how we socialize, change in how we stay safe, change in how we feel vulnerable. I remember when the pandemic first started and you'd see all these like commercials and public service announcements, and it was always started with, in this uncertain time, as if at some point that would change. What the pandemic revealed is that nothing is certain in the world of form. But there is another world beyond form where our spirit is indestructible, eternal, and peaceful. It's understandable to need soothing from weed, 
from romance, from food. There's nothing wrong with that. Shaming yourself for wanting those things is turning pleasure into a punishment. And then it no longer brings you peace. It no longer is a sacred experience. Because you have denied yourself love, you're not loving and honoring the time you spend with yourself no matter what activity you're doing. Everything can be a spiritual experience. It's not so much what you do, but the consciousness in which you do it. That's why there's so many people trapped in loveless romantic relationships. They're so focused on clinging to form, they've lost their awareness of love, the formless dimension. If they weren't clinging to form, they would have already followed love to somewhere new. What I'm saying is that you already know how to tap into that awareness through tarot, through meditation, through journaling, but now you're ready to take it to a new level. You have a gift and it's time to take it more seriously. Trust your path. Don't get sidetracked by the thoughts of fear that are depriving you from having the sacred, joyful experience of love that is waiting for you. On the deepest level, there is no such thing as loss. The love has just changed form. So keep following it wherever it takes you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the... Must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Bunny. I'm coming to you from the University of Kansas to ask you if you had some ideas or advice about trust. I just went through a breakup really recently and it seemed really unexpected. He was acting perfectly fine up until halfway through our nightly phone call, weird long distance, when he told me he wasn't in a good place to start a relationship with me. He told me he wasn't completely over his most recent partner and he wasn't ready to give 100% to a new one which I understand, but it caught me so off guard that I'm more frustrated and angry with him because I feel as though I've wasted so much trust on him. He treated me exactly how I feel I need to be treated and how I deserve to be treated until he ended things. Uh, my question about this is how can I trust my future partners not to abandon me? I've had my heart broken by people who I saw everything going really well with a few times before this, but this was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. If you have any ideas or advice, I'd love to hear it. Thanks, Bunny. Hi, sweetheart. I'm sorry that you were taken so off guard by your breakup. Being broken up with is 
so hard, especially when you don't see it coming. And your feelings of anger and confusion and frustration are totally understandable and totally valid. I want to talk a little bit about this word abandon because I don't believe it's beneficial to you to think of being broken up with as abandonment. Abandonment is what a parent does to a child, to someone they look after. Because if abandonment was really about him abandoning the mutual care and support that you had for each other, it seems as though you are also abandoning your care for him and your support for him because he isn't willing to be with you romantically any longer. As difficult as it is to think about it this way, he is telling you what he needs and his needs are valid. There is nothing wrong with him needing more time to heal from his last relationship. You feel like your need is to stay together, but that doesn't mean yours is right and his are wrong. And if you really cared about him beyond the role of him being a romantic partner for you, you'd see that he's not rejecting you. He's taking care of himself. The reason why I'm pointing this out is because seeing it through that lens of compassion and care is actually empowering way more empowering than believing he has done something to you. Entering a relationship does not mean if you end it, you're abandoning the other person. Breaking up with someone can be an act of love because if you can't be the person in their life they need you to be, you need to let them go. That is the loving thing to do. Your ex knew he couldn't be the partner that you want that you deserve to have. Now, that doesn't mean you should just see it that way automatically and be totally okay with everything that's happened. I'm not saying that. It hurts to lose the expectations you had of the relationship. It does. But you don't have to lose the care that is still very real between the two of you. One of my friends who went through a divorce said something that really stuck out with me about her marriage. She said she didn't regret it because the relationship served its purpose. Just because it wasn't the purpose that you anticipated does not mean the relationship was in vain. Breakups are part of the experience of relationships. Sometimes it's you doing it and sometimes it's the other person. I've been dumped a lot. I know, it sucks. But we are not powerless in the situation We have a choice in how we see it, in what we take with us, in what we hold on to. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. I'm writing to you today to talk about anger, mostly when it comes from other people and how to deal with it. I've been dating my partner for three years, and my partner is somebody who feels anger almost like a reflex. Whenever something is inconvenient, he becomes extremely irritable. He will become snippy in his reply communication and sometimes even slams down objects with frustration. This is very triggering for me because I grew up in a home with a mom who could not regulate her own emotions. She would have violent outbursts that involved yelling, throwing objects, and sometimes hurting me. My family never addressed these issues, and we'd all wake up the next day pretending nothing had happened. It always felt like my mom was the only one allowed to have big emotions, and the rest of us needed to remain neutral. Needless to say, anger is very triggering to me. 
There's a part of me that is struggling with the fact that I have chosen a partner that reminds me of my mom, even though intellectually I understand that this is a very human thing to do. Anyway, this is something I experience from him often because not only do we live together, but we also own a business together. His anger comes out in traffic when we hit an unforeseen obstacle in our plans, if a label goes on crooked, or I spill something. He becomes very annoyed. I find this behavior draining because I'm the type of girl that is so willing to roll with the punches. I'm positive, optimistic, and I'm always down to work through a challenge. I know I learn best by making mistakes and with practice, and I'm okay with submitting to the unknown. I know my partner really values these qualities in me, and I wish that were enough to motivate him to work on regulating these heavy emotions of his. I have opened up to my partner about my past my triggers, and how this behavior makes me feel. I thought this would lead to significant change, but now we're in this pattern where when he gets angry, I give him space to calm down, and then we talk about it and he apologizes. I'm happy that we're able to come back together after one of these moments and that he is considerate of how his behavior made me feel, but him apologizing doesn't mean that I automatically feel better. I'm still left feeling the aftermath of a trigger, and I just feel so drained. He can't afford therapy, and I don't even know if it's something that he's open to. I'm not trying to change him before he's ready, and I want to be empathetic towards him, but I can't ignore my needs in the meantime. I love my partner, but sometimes I wish I wasn't with someone who was angry all the time. I wish he would spend more of his energy trying to heal this behavior instead of just apologizing after the fact. Sometimes I wonder if I'm doing a disservice to myself by staying in the relationship. I guess my question is, how do I cope with having a partner who is angry when I am sensitive to anger? Hi love, I'm really impressed by how aware and insightful you are about your own triggers and where they come from and how your partner's anger is making you feel. I'm also really impressed by how communicative and honest you've been with your partner and how you have implemented a strategy of giving him space when he gets that way rather than impulsively reacting. I am also additionally impressed by the fact that you are aware that this is his issue and it's not your fault that he is having those reactions, meaning you're not blaming yourself. I think there are a couple of things I want to talk about. And the first is that your partner is also reacting from his triggers. The seemingly small things that make him angry and frustrated represent something much larger. It could be a feeling of loss of control or inadequacy or fear. Just because his triggers are manifesting as anger doesn't mean it isn't coming from a very sensitive place, a wound, an experience from his past perhaps something that he hasn't dealt with. So only you doing the inner work to understand your triggers without him investigating why these little things are making him feel so out of control and giving him that very strong reaction isn't going to help him be able to change those patterns because him changing that stuff can't be just for you, for your needs for your healing. It also has to be for him, for his well-being, for his healing. The second thing I want to say is that you absolutely deserve to be in a partnership that feels not only physically safe, but emotionally safe. And it concerns me that he slams 
objects down occasionally because sometimes that can progress into more dangerous physical acts of frustration. I know that the two of you love each other very much, and that is why it's important for both of you to work on your healing if you want the relationship to be sustainable. Have you talked about going to couples therapy? Is that something that the two of you can go in on to make it more affordable? There are a lot of places with sliding scale therapy. And now that therapy is mostly done over Zoom, there's so many more therapists to choose from. There are also things like group therapy, especially for people who have anger issues. And that stuff is being done online, meaning there's a lot of different places that you could look into or he could look into rather attending. He really does need to get support. And if I were you, it would be something that I would definitely insist on. You deserve a peaceful environment. You deserve to be in a relationship where both of you are committed to your healing practice. That doesn't mean that people can't make mistakes. That doesn't mean that you can't have compassion for people when you do get triggered or when you do go back to that that fearful place. It happens. It's not about being perfect. It's about a commitment to the inner work. It's about being with somebody who's willing to change. Both of you deserve that. You said you're not sure if he would even be willing to go to therapy, which means you haven't really talked to him about it. And I think you need to make that step. I'm sending you so much love, babe. You absolutely know what's good for you. Trust yourself. And now it's time for this week's listener response message. Here you go. This is a response call to episode 72, the question about uh, top surgery and being non-binary and not knowing whether or not you should do it and feeling inspired by the people who don't want you to get it. I thought that was really interesting because most people that you talk to are dissuaded by the people who don't want them to get it. But I was thinking that maybe it would be helpful for that listener to help them get a little more assurance and a little more um, confidence in their decision to consider the non-binary people in their life or the people they have access to in social media who have gotten top surgery and are experiencing joy. And I think that joy is a really good reason to do things or pursue things. And I think it might clear up any kind of guilt you might be feeling around your motivations. Because when you center yourself and your own pursuit of that uh, feeling, I think it's really clarifying and inspiring. And I hope you get everything you want. Um, You don't have to do it if it's not going to make you happy. Uh, And yeah, that's it. Wow, thank you so much for sending that in. It was so powerful and so important to make that point. All of this stuff isn't easy to navigate, and that's why it's so 
awesome for all of you to be sending in these responses to other people's questions because hearing from your experience with it, your perspective, only brings a more diverse spectrum of support and it's beautiful. So thank you so much for sending that in. All right, y'all. What an amazing episode. Thank you so much to everyone sending in questions, sharing your vulnerability, sharing your personal feelings. It's helping us heal. It's helping me heal. It's, it's really wonderful. Don't forget to sign up and support us on Patreon. It helps keep this podcast going. Patreon.com forward slash self. There's bonus episodes up there. Lots of them extra content, bonus content. So be sure to check it out. All right. Have a beautiful week. I love you. And so does your higher self. I'll see you next time. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari.